How are you guys doing? Awesome. Do you remember what we talked about last week? Do you? All right. What did we talk about last week? Covenant. That's right. Yeah, the covenant covenant with Abraham. All right. Uh, did God's covenant only, was God's covenant only with Abraham? No. Who else was it with? His whole family, wasn't it? All right. Uh, he entered into a covenant with Abraham's whole family. This is why Abraham's children received the covenant sign of circumcision. So because God made that covenant not only with Abraham, he made it with his whole family. Uh, all right. Uh, what was replaced, What has replaced circumcision today? Baptism. This is correct. Baptism. Since the blood-stained sign of circumcision pointed forward to the cross, it has now been replaced by the boldness. Boldness. Bold. Bloodless. I can't speak today. Uh, bloodless sign of baptism. All right. And today we are going to be in Genesis 17, 15 through 23. For those that would like to uh, read along. Uh, first, we're going to ask some questions. What new name did God give Sarai? How did Abraham respond to God's promise to give Sarai a son? Which of Abraham's son would God covenant with? These are our questions. Okay. And in Genesis 17, starting with 15, then God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall call, shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Then God said, No, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him and an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He shall begot twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But by my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. Then he finished talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. So, what was God's new name for Sarai? Sarah. Sarah. All right. Sarah's, Sarah means princess. Like he did with Abraham's new name, God was, God was confirming his promise through the new name he gave to Abraham's wife, princess. 
princesses and princes and kings would come from her. Ultimately, the king of kings, Jesus Christ, came from Sarah. All right. How did Abraham respond to God's promise to give Sarah a son? He laughed. Do you think he laughed because he thought God was funny? No. He laughed because he was old. I'm old, but he was extremely old. He, he laughed because it seemed impossible for people so old to have a child. How in the world can somebody that old have a child? We're usually in our 20s, maybe 30s, 40s at the most before we have children, or when we have children. 90 years old, not usually. Which of Abraham's son would God covenant with? Isaac, that's true. While God would bless Ishmael, he would enter into a special relationship with a son, a son Sarah would have named Isaac. It was through Isaac's family that God would keep his promise to Abraham. Okay, extra credit. Who can tell me what Isaac means? Laughter. Hey, you got extra points. I don't think anybody get that one. <laughs> uh, our faith, like Abraham's, is always accompanied by doubt in this life. Abraham believed God's promise. He trusted that God would make him into a great nation. He believed that one would come from his family who would crush the serpent's head. So, do we always have faith in God? Do we trust in God continually? Or do we think that there are things that are impossible for God to do? Like when we're 90 years old, we're having a kid. Sometimes we can't see the things that God can see, and we have to trust. We have to have that faith in God that he can continue to do what he promised he would do. But he didn't see how this could be possible through Sarah. Sarah was barren and old enough to be a great-grandmother. Abraham knew God would keep his promise, but he made Far, but it made far more sense for God to go through Ishmael. Abraham's faith was weak. He still thought God needed his help to bring blessings to the world. But as God had been teaching Abraham for many years, God would bring about salvation by his power alone in spite of Abraham's doubt. He would do the impossible and give barren Sarah a son within the next year. It is easy for it's easy to get frustrated with Abraham. Why did he have such a hard time trusting God's word? Because he was ninety years old. Exactly, and it's hard to live ninety years and have that. How long was it between the time God told him that he was going to have a son and the time that he had a son? It was about fifteen years. So it took 15 years for Abraham to hear God's voice again. 15 years is a long time. Two years is a long time. Two days is a long time for us. We think that if God's talking to us, that he's going to talk to us today, then he'll talk to us tomorrow. I had the wonderful experience to have a dream one time, and God told me something in this dream. And now I'm going through life going, 
what did I do wrong? I haven't heard from God. Of course, anytime we do want to hear from God, all we have to do is pick up this Bible. This is God's word to each of us. All right. In what way are Christians similar to Abraham? We do. We have a hard time with that concept that God is in control and we are not. Uh, though Christians have true faith in God, that faith is always surrounded by doubt. Our faith will not be completely free of doubt until we get to heaven, which is very true. How can we upon how can we uproot the weeds of doubt in our soul? Exactly, trusting what God's word says. Abraham's doubt were uprooted through hearing God's promise spoken and seeing it symbolized in the sign, signs God provided. It is the same with us. We need to pay careful attention to God's promise as we read them, hear them taught and preached, and see them in baptism and the Lord's Supper. How can we be saved if we still have doubt? Through Christ. Yeah. Our salvation does not depend on the size of our faith, but on God's unchanging faithfulness. God keeps his promise to Abraham, even though Abraham's faith was the size of a tiny mustard seed. Anybody ever see a mustard seed? It is extremely small extremely small, almost like the head of a pen. Has anybody ever seen a mustard plant? It's a tree. It's massive. It comes from that little bitty seed. He does the same, all, the same for all those who place their trust in him. He does for us the same thing as long as we trust him. All right. Is there any other questions? I didn't think so. <laughs> so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we praise you and thank you for that gift of faith that you give each of us, Father. And we ask that you just continue to uproot the unbelief that we have, Father. We, we ask that you just help us with our faith, Father. Help us to completely and, and utterly trust in you. Help us to show those around us that you are our master, our Lord, and our Savior. Father, we love you, we praise you, and we thank you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.